Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. So Brian Pierce here. It is episode 88, a lovely Tuesday evening in uh, Texas here outside of Dallas. It is already almost into the triple digits. Uh, I've seen some people's phones, you know, they're like taking screenshots. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's happening already. Well, it's happening. It's hot. It sucks. Get in your car after being at work all day and it's like 100 and whatever degrees out there. It's just no fun. That's what we have going on. And of course, things to look forward to. We've got Father's Day this coming up weekend. All kinds of crazy stuff happened to me this weekend, which Brad and I are going to do a little bit of talking. Brad, right. Oh, don't let me forget. We have guests this evening, of course, like we always do. So Brad Bakken is going to kind of be coming in and talking a little bit about what went on at the National Enduro this past weekend in Michigan. And then we're going to talk to Taylor Robert as well a little bit later in the evening about what went on in Sacramento at the Enduro Cross. So we're going to have a lot of good race coverage, I think, uh, and not just talking about the racing, but as well what's been going on with these guys, what they've been up to. Uh, Brad and I were just discussing the fact that it has been since February since he's been on the show. So that's like five months. That's way too long. And so we're going to rectify that situation with all the stuff that we're going to talk about this evening. I think it's going to be a fantastic time. So before I introduce our guest, I just want to say uh, thank you very much to Fly Racing, um, to Squarespace.com and to uh, PowerSport Graphics for their supportive seat time. Um, if you want to save a little bit of money on any of those sites, you can go to their site and use, for Squarespace, the discount code is SEATTIME6. Discount code for RidePG is SEATTIME. I'm going to screw it up. S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E. Save you some money. We're available on YouTube, uh, YouTube Stitcher, and iTunes. Um, and you can find a bunch of uh, fun koozies for the summer. SEATTIME.BIGCARTEL.COM. All kinds of fun stuff. Got to get all that stuff out of the way because, hey, people need love, and we love loving on people, so it's going to happen. Now, Mr. Brad Bakken, Tuesday evening, and you're in Virginia. You're at your girlfriend's house, which seems to be the norm these days for all the riders we have on. So how, how's Virginia treating you? Better yet, how's your girlfriend treating you? <laughs> oh, oh, she's wonderful, <clears throat> especially because I haven't been with her in about five days, so it's kind of nice getting back. Um, in the swing of things. Is, is it kind of nice that you haven't been around her or kind of nice that you're back being around her? Uh, it's about a 50-50. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you're allowed to be honest. We're okay with that. Yeah, no, that's good. It's When we're apart, it makes it when we're together a lot better. You know? <laughs> I love but, it. I love it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, have, just, I have a wife. I understand that completely. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Well, yeah, just... Getting back from Michigan, trying to get back in the swing of things. Went back to work this morning. Um, and I've been doing a, a full-time job, actually working for my girlfriend's um, dad. He owns his own construction company. Yeah. So I've been doing that kind of full-time, like 6.45 to 5.30 every day. And then riding when I can after that and training and stuff. And I've been doing that for about a month and a half or so now. So... Just doing that and riding as much as I can. Yeah, well, um, some of the some of the key points that I kind of before we get into, I guess, completely enduro specific stuff that's been going on, I kind of wanted to touch base a little bit because, as we mentioned, it has been since February since we've really talked, uh, you know, person to person and and definitely online um, over the internet because that's dirty and that's the way people like it these days. 
So right now you're 26th in points in the GNCC. You've only got points for three of them um, in the XC2 class online. And so I, I, I'm going to assume that that means that I missed the fact that you haven't been there racing for a little while. And I, I want to say that a part of me thinks that you've been injured in there somewhere. But I kind of wanted to ask you, I was like, I can't really set the record straight in my head. So I wanted to talk to you about that. You know, what's been going on this past year um, that's kind of, yeah, what's been going on this past year? Yeah. Um, well, I, going into the season, my contract with Yamaha was only for national Enduros. Okay. Um, so I really just kind of went into the first couple of GNCCs and just kind of feel it out. And um, I've been really training hard for Enduro specific, more like sprinting stuff. Um, like going into Florida, I think I only did like one or two hour long motos, like in general, I've just been doing sprints and kind of working out like sprint workout. I've been doing CrossFit and stuff like that. We have Um, another trans transplant. I love it. Oh yeah. More CrossFit is better for everybody. (laughs) Yes, sir. If only we could get Steve Matthews on the train of instead of eating Taco Bell going and working out, I think he'd be a much, much happier man in life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, then I, after the first three GNCCs, I, I'm not going to lie, I struggled a little bit, just not, I wasn't getting prepared for those, I was getting more prepared for Enduros, um, and then I just decided I should come back and just do some local races, um, instead of the GNCCs to save a little money and to actually make a little money, yeah. so that's been nice, um, and um i've kind of been fighting this sickness for it's almost been like a couple months now um i actually went to the doctor a week or two ago and got like blood work done and just been kind of felt really really run down um and i'll get sick for two weeks and then be good for a week then start training again then get sick again and just kind of been flopping back and forth and i um kind of the last couple weeks just kind of been laying low and not doing too much just um riding here and there and actually before this past weekend in like the last three weeks i had only practiced once and done two local virginia races and that's the only riding i did up to it but i felt really strong just i think because my body was actually rested and i didn't feel just worn down yeah i mean you rode fantastic this past weekend you even you know you you won one of the tests the fourth test um and and obviously you were in second place up until the very last test where it looked like farringer you know just kind of edged you out i think by about seven seconds Um, yeah yeah, or or seven seven. seconds maybe oh so (laughs) that i mean that's that's pretty impressive you know that's really good that's really good results, and I think that it kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Not that at the beginning of the year we didn't think that you could have those kind of results, but you've been kind of floating in that top 10 position. I think before that with Florida being your best result um, yeah. as a fourth, you know, almost on the podium, that it just kind of took a, took some people by surprise. I know I was one of those like, hell yeah, look at Brad kicking some ass. I was like, I was excited. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to just kind of see what's been going on, what – you know, has there been any kind of different motivation change or you really think that it's just kind of because of the fact that you've been able to decompress a little and, you know, singularly focus on the Enduros and maybe not concentrate on much as being gone every single weekend? 
Yeah, I think that's has been like the biggest help. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, like after the first GNCCs, I struggled quite a bit, and it kind of made my confidence go down. I'm sure a little bit, um, just from not doing as well as I know I should be doing. Um, and I think that transferred over to the Enduros, and I just um, kind of had to re reboot a little bit and do some local races um, and try to win a couple of those and then going into this race I from being like 8th 6th 8th 10th range in the Enduros I didn't feel like I had any pressure going into this race I was just like all right let's let's just go out there and kill it and like I didn't even have any um it was Patty Holloway and I drove all the way up there by ourselves like our dad usually come with us to all the races and everything and our girlfriends and stuff and we just drove out there by ourselves and um actually ryan blue's parents pit me um and helped me out and everything um it was just kind of a low-key race and um i think it helped out a lot just not have any pressure and just go into it and do work yeah um it's kind of interesting. That sounds a lot like what we, you know, heard from Andrew DeLong after his win in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he just he was like, I went in there and just had fun, uh, and he's like, I haven't, I, I didn't feel pressured and, and and to have a good time. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to put, you know, by any means a wrench in your spoke, but he definitely, he's he's kind of been sliding off, and I know he got a little hurt. I don't know. He just he just got too good. You know, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> so, you know, you got you got two weeks. You got two weeks. Are you going to be at the GNCC this coming weekend? Um, I actually, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm I'm just doing another Virginia race. Yeah. <laughs> it just hey. happens they go all they pretty much overlap and and like I said before, just save some money. The race is only like an hour and a half from my house instead of like six or seven. So yeah. And then, uh, so that I, I guess it then with your contract with Yamaha, you'll be at uh, the National Enduro in two weeks before the summer break. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll be out there for sure. Nice, that's gonna be fun. Well, I mean, you said you've been working, you know, six forty-five to five thirty. I remember those days. I did that in college. I worked for a fencing company, welding together fences. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the summer, that was those was my hours. If if they weren't that, they were damn near close, and sometimes longer. But uh, which in construction, I can imagine you've you've got some some every now and again some short days, but most of the time longer days. Uh, so I mean, how's that treating you? I mean, is that something that you think you know that can wear on the body and stuff like that? Is that something that you think's gonna hinder you in any way, or are you just kind of starting to look you know towards I guess a different future, or or where's your mindset and all that? Um, I've just kind of been uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to want to do eventually, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of, it, like I said, it's my uh, girlfriend's dad's company, so he just said whenever you want to start working, you can just try it out, and it's actually been a lot of fun because I, as soon as I jumped into it, I've been kind of been able to run a bunch of the bulldozers and um like bobcats and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> all the fun equipment <laughs> yeah so it's kind of nice to date in the um boss's daughter so <laughs> yes <laughs> not, not gonna lie I've, I've heard that's nice i've heard that's nice <laughs> but um but no it's been good um i mean it definitely is long days and it makes it um it a lot harder to like 
ride every single day and everything, but I think it's been helping me because I'm literally, literally outside every day from like 7 o'clock to 5.30, so I'm really acclimated to the weather, and like up in Michigan, the high was 61, I think, so um, it was nice and cool, it was like perfect riding temperature, so... Um, That's awesome that they had temperatures like that in the like, or not the middle, but the beginning of June. Oh, I know. That's it was insane. Awesome. <laughs> like I said, we saw like Brian uh, Elliott from uh, Alliance Off Road. They had snow yep. this past week. Yeah, yeah that, that was like, wild. I was like, what? And they, it wasn't like flurries. It was like snow. Like, get your <laughs> riding jackets because we're gonna go ride in the snow. So, oh yeah, you know that that would be, I guess, pretty cool. I mean, it would never happen in Texas. Yeah. But, yeah, well, not in Virginia either. It's it's. <laughs> high 80s right now that's ridiculous well um so i want to know how'd you get into crossfit tell us a little bit about that now you know i yeah. crossfit that's why i give a shit and why i like to ask a lot of people questions about that i think it's interesting to hear their stories how they kind of got into it oh yeah definitely um i actually got into it uh like midway through the season last year i was staying out in uh jordan ashburn's place out in tennessee um and he does crossfit also and um you know rich Froning? Mm-hmm. yeah he yeah he uh was it crossfit mayhem is the box he yeah owns? yep crossfit mayhem and he actually he lives in the same town that jordan does um no did you get to go to his box i actually before they had crossfit mayhem uh jordan and i like went over we just uh worked out in uh rich's house like at his house in his garage um so that's kind of how I got started in CrossFit. So yeah, you're like, I'm only hanging out with the fittest man on, the, on earth, so I'm going to just, you know, I might get into this, whatever. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's kind of cool. You're like, damn, his <laughs> man pecs are bigger than my head. Oh, I know. I know. I see his, like, stuff on Twitter, and he's, like, doing reps of stuff, like squats and stuff. I was like, man, I can't even max that. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, uh, have you been uh, paying attention to like the CrossFit Open and watching the regionals and getting ready for the CrossFit Games and stuff? Like, obviously not competing, but watching. Yeah. Um. Well, I've kind of been keeping track of um, how everything's going. Um, and like we're doing all like the stuff in my CrossFit gym, like doing all the whatever they're called all the open um, workouts yeah all the open workouts and all that stuff but it kind of sinks because i usually do them on fridays and i can't do them because i don't want to be oh yeah too gassed out for, for the weekend, weekend yep. so. but it, i mean it's been cool kind of checking it all out and i'm like it makes me excited to watch the games when they come up yeah it's a lot of fun we are actually going to have a beer drinking pizza eating party uh, at my house because <laughs> we all know that we like to CrossFit, but we by by no means uh, would ever be you know a professional CrossFitter. Um, oh, yeah. We enjoy it. We like the community. We like being involved with everybody, and so we're gonna have a big uh, a big viewing party here at the house uh, to kind of do that. So it's kind of funny. Quickly, we did uh, with Coach uh, Sagey, uh, who's Andrew Short's coach, and uh, and Jason Anderson uh, mm-hmm. from the outdoors. You know, Supercross. We had a big nutrition kind of training episode with that has crossfit changed your thought process on how you eat maybe how you prepare for races has it not you know in you know however whatever it's done i kind of want to know just to kind of um figure it out uh, yeah it's it's definitely kind of made me um think think about um like 
because it's you know crossfit's a lot of sprint exercises obviously like with olympic lifts so it's a lot of high intensity stuff yep um so my coaches and stuff just eat a lot of lean proteins and um get some carbs in there and everything and make sure you it's more almost about recovery than um like pre-workout um like so you can do it again the next day and i've kind of tried to work that into my racing also um and i mean obviously i'm getting all loaded up with um all my like electrolytes and everything going into the races um and i've been doing more carbohydrates friday night before the race and then more lean um like lean meats and like fish and chicken and like spinach and stuff on Saturdays instead of loading up on spaghetti and all that stuff. And I felt like that kind of wears me down a little bit more and your body can't digest it um, fast enough for you to be able to use it throughout the day. So, um, I mean, I've been kind of doing some stuff just, I think that's been helping me out, um, switching up in that aspect and then um then just remembering to drink um my um accelerate stuff throughout the day during the race so i can keep going and not get tired and get cramps and stuff i hear that cramps are no fun i don't know how women do it Um, (laughs) i'm not gonna lie the ones that that i've had the the kind of cramps that you know get your that just lock your hand onto your clutch and you're like how do you get it off and you literally have to stop and fry your fingers because it's like i don't know what's happening like that is ridiculous so to think that stuff like that could happen in in my inside stomach area mm -mm. oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah we don't want that to have happening well um before we talk a little bit i want to know more about michigan i want to get down and dirty and talk about the uh the test because it sounded like there i mean watching hoops video that he put out today and then of course listen to what you guys had to say about the race it sounds like it was fantastic so i definitely want to be able to touch on that and hear a lot about it before we yep. do that i definitely want to say thank you very much to our title sponsor to fly racing um brad bakken is a sponsored fly racing uh rider so i know that not only does he have not only does he look awesome in their gear but he also probably has a couple good things to say about it, which I'm sure we're going to be able to hear from him. Um, but Fly Racing, uh, you can check them out at flyracing.com if you're going, hmm, I've never seen this before. If you haven't seen it before, obviously you haven't been watching very much on TV because there's a lot of awesome people wearing their gear right now. Trey Kennard and Andrew Short, of course, have been developing uh, the new light hydrogen wear. It's awesome, awesome stuff. It's extremely, extremely light, but at the same time, it's not. It, it's, it's also very durable. Um, it's not fragile. Like you go, oh, well, it's really light. It could tear easy. That's not the case. It's not like a lot of other companies really uh, airy mesh gear. Um, and, and now Fly Racing definitely does have a summer mesh gear. But with mesh gear, sure, it could catch on stuff and it has a better chance of ripping. That's just the way it's going to go. You've got holes in the gear. But Fly Racing, they put thinner mesh and thicker mesh in the right places to try to alleviate that from happening. Um, so that kinetic mesh gear they have for summer, fantastic for guys that are, you know, in Texas or maybe Virginia where it's in the upper 80s or, of course, uh, the light hydrogen where if it's snowing and you're in Idaho. I think uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff. What was uh, what gear were you wearing this past weekend, Brad? Um, I was actually wearing the, um, <laughs> what was it called? I think it was the Kinetic, not the was mesh, it? but it was the Kinetic, like with the, the tilted F with the uh, blue and black. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I actually just got that new, the new uh, mesh gear you're talking about. Um, Max sent me a set out, and that stuff is some of the most badass gear I've ridden with. Just because it is like you're saying, it's really light feel, um, but it does. It feels like you're wearing like a really durable set of gear, not just with like almost like holes exposed. It's like a real fine. Um, like set of gear and i can't wait to run it in pennsylvania in two weeks yeah well one thing one of the things that i noticed the first time i started running um some of the the the, the kinetic mesh fly gear was how breathable the pants are um, mm-hmm. and everybody knows i i think it's funny to talk about your genitals um, <laughs> but man they were having a good day they were oh, they were yeah. really getting you know, some air condition. So I'm just saying, if anybody's you know into standing up on their bike and just seeing how much airflow you can get into your hotter parts, you need to go get yourself some kinetic mesh gear. And obviously, in two weeks, you're gonna have a fantastic day riding. If nothing else, when you just stand up, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And <laughs> and sorry, I couldn't remember off the top of my head of what I was wearing this weekend, but it shows you that Fly Racing has a numerous amount of uh like variety so oh yeah i I ride for them and i can't even remember everything they have it's crazy no (laughs) it's very true Uh, we're actually uh dale is our rep and he's uh, and i'm not just our rep i mean he's actually a really good friend of ours as well him and i are always talking like what are we gonna what should we get for kaylin you know it's like what you know that's my seven-year-old daughter like how do we get her you know so it's it's a lot of fun and uh just talking with him and kind of coming up with the ideas of how we could pimp out my seven-year-old in fly racing oh, yeah. gear. So yeah, everybody should awesome. go pimp out their seven-year-old daughters daughters in fly racing gear, and you can do that by checking them out at flyracing.com. And, of course, going to your nearest dealer and picking up some gear. I think that's uh, one of the best ways to support the supporters of Seat Time. We thank you very much for your support, Fly Racing. Keep it going. All right, so tell us about Michigan <laughs> and how badass that place was because the, the video that Hoop had and that Shan had kind of worked on, yeah. they looked awesome. The trails looked dope. Oh yeah, that was by far the best track of the year. Um, the probably about four of the tests were just fast, um, like sandy mixed with like darkish dirt, um, and it felt like you're like on Velcro. It was crazy. Um, it just you could uh, just go into corners just wide open, like third, fourth gear, to almost be dragging your bar. It was, oh. it was wild um so did they they, did they get a lot of rain prior to the race or is that just a place that happens to carry a lot of moisture um well they actually did have um got some rain my rain i think wednesday and thursday um but it was actually a little bit dusty on top but then once you dug into it a little bit um it was just uh perfect nice oh Oh, it sounds so much fun so you kind of, I, I don't want to say biffed it, but it did, the, the press release did make it sound like you wrecked in the last section, and that might have been what caused it, or maybe you had a bobble of sorts. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. so what happened in the last section that, you know, might have been, <laughs> might have been the deciding factor between you getting second and third? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, going into that test, I'm not going to lie, I was like, man, just don't make any mistakes. <laughs> Keep don't, it on two wheels. Yeah, don't <laughs> crash. Don't do anything stupid. Don't stall it. And what do I do? Like two miles into the test, I stall it. And then I should have just been like, slow down, put it in neutral, and then start it back up. 
and I did a bonehead move and tried to kick it like seven times in gear and I was like okay I'm gonna put it in neutral now thought I put it in neutral went to kick again freaking try to jump out of my hands then I (laughs) then I put it in neutral and got it going on like the third kick um so I know I lost which was really the 30th kick yeah exactly (laughs) I know I lost like 15 to 20 seconds or so in there so that was kind of a bummer but I mean it happens it's racing yeah nope it's very it's a very very solid point it is definitely racing um it's funny uh Aaron Gwynn uh, I know this is a tad bit off subject world world cup guy downhill they were in uh Fort Fort Williams this past weekend in Scotland and that's the exact mm-hmm. same thing he said he's like you know he, he got like 20th place and he is the, the you know the defending champion and he's like yeah. you know everybody expects me to be pissed off he's like but man it's racing he's like I don't I, I guess people don't actually take me serious when I say that but he's yeah. like that's what it is to me he's like I'm racing my mountain bike for a living and in your case a dirt bike obviously but he's yeah. that's he's like all I can do is learn from it. He's like, but I had a great time doing it. He's like, so, you know, I think it's, it's some people take it out of perspective in the fact of that, yeah, it's racing, man, but it's what you want to do and you're doing it and you're going to learn from it. So you've learned from it. But what do you, what do you work on in the next two weeks? What do you, you know, which, yeah. what do you think you might do different going into the next race or nothing yeah. at all? Yeah. The, I think um, looking back, I should have gone into the last test just, ride the same as I've been riding the whole day like it's been working for me um during the day and I should have just not even been all right so whatever that was we like to call out a technical error and uh, we like to push buttons and go with it but so uh Brad was just kind of filling us in on the fact that what's going to be happening going forward for him is he's going to try to keep the hammer down he wants to realize that he doesn't want to get passed by Mike Lafferty right and uh, <laughs> and keep having fun so but uh is it going to be you know you and Patty again going to the next race or are you guys going to be you know your dad's going to come this time or what's going to be the <laughs> the, the yeah. traveling plans <laughs> yeah I think um like both of our families are going to go up there to this one because it's the closest race by far. It's only about four hours away from both of our houses. Right. Um, so I think we'll all head up there and then just try to go into it like the last one and just just not put too much pressure on myself and um, just ride like I know how to ride. And I've I podium there uh, one year and I've got fourth there one year. So so I know I can do well. Um, just just got to do it, you know. Yeah, no, well, I, I look forward to seeing how it goes for sure. I think, uh, and this is going to be the last National Enduro before the, the summer break, is that correct? Um, yeah, there. well, Enduros kind of go um, one every year, or one every month. Um, so it's um, it just happens that these two are really close together. Okay. Um, but, I mean, we do have, I think, three weeks in between, so that'll be nice just to kind of um, hang out and chill a little bit oh yeah you guys are going uh looking at you guys are going to what is it pa is that uh, pennsylvania yeah, we, have, we have two pa rounds in a row okay so oh wow yeah so then you've got uh july 28th which is two days before my birthday <laughs> nice and then you get off august so you know that'll be fun yeah. that'll be yeah good. That, yeah that'll be nice <laughs> you know the hottest month i would assume and then September fifteenth yeah. is the uh, the pin ultimate round, which you like to call the second to last in Indiana. And then we've got uh, October twentieth 
in Oklahoma City, which actually Stephen and I are going to try to make it up to that round and do a live Sea Time episode. We've uh, started trying to send out some emails to Alan Rant and a couple other people. Oh, nice. And what we want to try to do is while they're doing the KTM dinner, kind of yeah. at that, you know, four, five o'clock. I know you guys want to leave and do your own dinner thing, so obviously we're going to try to do it just a little bit before that to get you guys yeah. out of there in time. But to kind of talk to a lot of the riders and just kind of see what they're thinking, what they're, you know, what's, it's the last yeah. round. Every, you know, the points might be shaken to the point where, you know, someone has the championship. Somebody yep. does. So I think it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. And if nothing else, it'll give you a chance to sit on another couch at another race like we did at the Cajun Classic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, goof off. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Talk That'd about dirt bikes like we've been doing here. Yeah. How far is that from y'all? Uh, three and a half hours. Nice. So it's a, I don't know. It's only about 21 from my house. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. you can fly <laughs> in the DFW. Yeah. And then you can ride with us. There you go. I just get my dad to drive her out there. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> the whole bike thing. Yeah. You know. yeah. Who needs those? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm hoping I'll be riding then. You know, yeah. My whole soldier surgery was in April. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, if that's the case, cool. If not, then I'll be out there videoing. I'll probably just be uh, latching on to Hooper and being like, hey, what shot are you getting? All right, cool. I'm going to get that one too. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, I'm not going to piss him off that much. But it would be really funny if I did do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just stand right beside him every single shot. I'm just going to video him videoing. So it's like all the shots are you guys in the background and like his ass. It's like, oh, nice plumber's crack hoop. Well, cool. Well, dude, we're gonna uh, we're gonna switch gears so we can talk to uh, Taylor Robert a little bit about what's been going on the West Coast. We really appreciate your time. Good luck. Congratulations. You've been doing a fantastic job. Things get hard, you know, and stuff like that. And I know that life can get in the way of itself. And then you got to make a lot of decisions. It sounds like you're making all good ones, um, you know, and and you at least know that you're making decisions to make decisions and not just like. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. so good job on that man I, and i look forward to seeing you know what you what you've got to offer for the rest of the year yeah thank you i i've been trying trying my trying my best um so well hopefully go into the next round and do the do more of the same so yeah be good. i love it well cool man have fun keep it yep. up and uh we'll definitely talk soon all right nothing else i'll see you in october right yeah exactly i'll be there <laughs> all right dude take it easy <laughs> all right man see you brian sweet and, uh, okay, so Stephen's going to switch this over. I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about Squarespace. So Squarespace.com is where everybody can go out to if they want to have essentially the best personal website uh, that they could possibly create. And why the reason I say it that way is because of the fact that Squarespace is going to help you have the most exceptional website that you can create without needing to be a professional web designer, a professional web developer, or to need any of that kind of stuff at your disposal. Um, so squarespace.com is a complete hosting package and you can sign up not just own your own domain your own url and domain you can host all of your content there on the site you can completely host the site there um, and everything is completely responsive so all the websites all the templates that they have not only are they completely customizable where you can customize them with your own logo and your own graphics you can also go ahead and they're completely responsive. So they're going to work on a mobile device, they're going to work on a tablet, they're going to completely work on on a big browser, on your desktop, and I think it's going to be the best way for a lot of athletes to get their pictures, to get their race results, and to get their content out there on the internet and to have a fantastic looking website. So discount code is seat time 6 because we're in the month of June, and it'll save you 10% off your purchase. So we definitely thank them 
for their support of Seat Time. Uh, please go check them out. Uh, Squarespace.com. Thank you very much. So, Stephen, what's going on over there? Just pushing uh, it looks buttons? Looks like we're connected, but you got no video. Yeah? Hey! Oh. What's up, guys? What's going down, Mr. Taylor Robert? So, we are live. I know in the past we haven't been before, but we are right now. I just wanted to give you the heads up so you put your shirt back on. All right, cool. <laughs> so, what's going on, dude? Tuesday night, you're in Arizona. What's up? Uh, just sitting inside. It's pretty warm outside right now. Um, yeah, just kind of hanging out. You're like, what's up? A little bit of pool time? Maybe a little bit of chillaxing? Yeah, definitely chillaxing. Unfortunately, I don't have a pool at my house, but uh, my parents live a mile down the road, and they got a pretty rad pool, so Man. I want to that up, I can. That's pretty wicked. My, my, it's a funny story. My dad and my mom were in town this past weekend, and my dad's like, oh, we're going to go buy you a pool like for your you know, above ground pool for your, your daughter and your son to play in and stuff. Okay, cool. Well, we try to set it up um, on the deck, and apparently whoever built the deck at the house that we bought built it really shitty, and it just like completely caved in the deck. so (laughs) whoops don't buy an above ground pool and assume that the person who built your deck actually did a good job i don't know yeah so there's that so go go use your parents pool all right (laughs) don't try to get creative so this past weekend you had a very very successful weekend at the enduro cross in sacramento you've had uh in brazil at the enduro cross and x games you had a i would say a successful considering it was the first one with a fifth place there and uh, you know, it was kind of touch and go, I think, um, in Barcelona. But w- we definitely want to know about all of these events. You've been, you know, you're back on a Kawasaki, like with the Kawasaki team for an Enduro Cross year. You did a couple works. You've done some desert racing. So, man, just tell us about this year and how crazy it's been. Because I know when we talked to you before 2013, you didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, no, this year actually turned out pretty good. I got back on with the Monster Energy Kawasaki team, and it's more or less just a uh enduro cross and x games effort right so everything else i want to do is kind of they gave me some bikes and parts and i can go do them on my own or i can get other people to help me out so it's actually been a really cool year i've got opportunities to do some pretty cool stuff i started the year out with a couple of works races and won both of those and then uh i did a beach race down in argentina and that was pretty sweet i did that same race down in 2011 and I almost won it this year. I was so close, but I uh, I wrecked on the last lap and rang my bell pretty good. Dude, <laughs> I was battling with this dude the whole race. I mean, it was probably the most intense race I've ever done because we passed each other like 15 times in probably 45 minutes. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And then on the last lap, I pushed to try and pull away from him. I ended up high-siding in like fifth gear. And he went blown by me, and then not two minutes later, he pulled off the track with a fried clutch. So the oh. guy third the whole time ended up winning. Nice. That's yeah. That's that's. I guess that's that's racing, right? That's one of the things we were just talking about with Brad, is that uh, sometimes sometimes you just kind of, you know, I guess shit happens. Yeah, exactly. So no, it was cool. I got I got second there though, and then came back and just started focusing on Endurance, and then went down to Brazil and. I had a pretty good ride. I felt good down there. The track was just nasty. I mean, it was so slippery. That, there. Yeah, that it, track looked crazy on TV, man. It felt like we were riding on an ice skating rink. But, um, yeah, I just I made a, a minimal mistake on the first lap and fell over in the firewood, and every single person went by me. So I started last and just kind of worked my way up, which I was, I was pumped with my ride. I mean, I just – I came from – 
I think, 13th or something up to 5th. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I felt good. It was just unfortunate that I was back off the start. And then <clears throat> Vegas Endurocross had a wicked get-off in practice. <laughs> had a big old hematoma on my leg and just wasn't feeling it all night. And then uh, I was good for Barcelona, though. And felt good there. That track was sweet. I mean, everybody was stoked on on the track there. It was super flowy, huge jumps. I mean, it was it wasn't your traditional enduro cross, but I think everybody there enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, got taken out by Brownie on the start of the heat. <laughs> yeah, you did. So I didn't I didn't make it out of the heat, but I won the LCQ, and then I uh, had a pretty good jump in the main, but Taddy just kind of cut all the way over and. I was on the far inside, and then once we got around the first log, everybody started to fall on me. So I like dumped the clutch to try and get out from under them. And uh, right as I did that, somebody else hit me from behind and spun my bike out from under me. So that crazy picture that I posted, yeah, is because the bike is actually like doing a 360 out from underneath me. <laughs> well, it's uh, you, you've probably now that you're doing X Games, you just like think you're Travis Pastrana. So it's like, oh, well, he can do double backflips. I can at least attempt one, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to just go for it. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, what is it, a Crew Jones in Hell, on Hell Track in Rad. It's like, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, eat your heart on a backflip. So, I mean, I mean, you might as well go for it, right? It's, it's Enduro Cross. It's whatever. Yeah. Or Enduro X, excuse me. In that case, it's Enduro X. <laughs> So that's actually, you, you touched on a really uh, interesting point because when I started watching the Barcelona uh, heats and things like that for the X Games, I immediately was like, man, this track is whack. Like, it seemed, and in reality, I know I was completely proven wrong because of the fact that there was some really good racing. So uh, all the things of, of, of the bits not being technical enough, they were definitely technical enough. Obviously, we've seen, you know, Taddy and uh, Destry Abbott just having issues alone on the wood jump. Um, so there was some stuff going on that was that was definitely uh, difficult, but I mean yeah. it, it was that that just didn't seem like your traditional enduro cross track for sure. So do you, have you heard anything from you know the X Games guys if they're gonna kind of keep that up or if that was a uh, fluke I or think, I think well uh, it definitely wasn't traditional, but Brazil would have been very similar to that track. Okay, they had it not been so slippery, we could have actually like charged and. Had- <laughs> racing but we were we were just trying to stay up the whole time um i heard germany is going to be pretty similar because the stadium is about the same size which right. is it's meant for like soccer so you know they got huge stadiums. huge fields yeah yeah so um but uh no it was cool and funny that you mentioned that wood jump because Deshi wrecked on it in practice and then in the race they only showed caddy wreck on it but cody actually went over the bars on it in the main and so did Dietrich, and uh, when I was coming up through the pack, uh, Johnny Walker and I both had issues on the first lap, so Johnny and Walker and I were no further than two seconds apart the whole race, just battling for last place, and then we were kind of moving up through the pack, we were just passing people, and uh, Dietrich had wrecked on that, that log double, and I crawled off the track and sat on a tough bill, and I come around, and Johnny was kind of in my good line that I was taking over that thing that was nice and dry. So I went right down the middle where it was wet and just did a full endo, front end case, 
and uh, was riding the front wheel, and I look up, I see Dietrich sitting on a tough bale, and he like locks eyes with me. I can just see that look in his face, like, oh shit. So he, he stands up, and just as he stands up, I just clean out the tough bale he's sitting on, and right off the side of the track. I mean, if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have moved, I would have center punched him. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, obviously, I'm very excited that you're okay and that he's okay. But that is that is a hell of a good story. <laughs> yeah. So then I just I came right back on the track, right behind Johnny, and kept battling him out. I think I ended up getting him a lap or two later but no i mean it was it was a good track for racing and um that jump was just kind of weird because it was a log face jump and it was right after the water so it got really wet yeah that's interesting what's it been like for you competing with uh, i guess I, I wouldn't really say enduro cross stars because of the fact that you know the super enduro in europe i don't think it's as big as what endurocross is now is in the states, but there have been like a guy like a Johnny Walker. He you know does a lot, a lot of uh, hard enduros. Uh, we had Graham Jarvis. You know, there's David Knight. All those guys. What's it been like competing with them on such a closed course uh, event? It's been quiet. That's what it's been. Like. Uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, I've I've pretty much raced all of them at one point or another. Um, Except for except for David, that was a in Brazil was the first time I raced David, but I've raced Graham and Johnny before, um, so it's cool. I mean, they're obviously super talented guys; they can do amazing stuff on dirt bikes. But um, Johnny goes pretty fast. I think that especially that indoor cross track was a lot different than what Graham is used to because it was so fast and such big jumps. He's more like the technical genius. So. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool though. I mean, it's I think. I mean, I'm a little biased because I'm an off-road guy, but for how skilled all these endocross riders, I think we're all underpaid for how much skill it takes to do what we do. And, uh, I mean, it's cool having all of us guys. With, I mean, there's so much talent packed into those stadiums. Yeah. Well, um, so is, is there anything uh, – you guys have, what, like two or three more stops before you come to L.A.? Is like Munich and then one more and then L.A.? Uh, no, it's just Munich and then L.A. Okay, so there's just four four stops this year? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Was there any? Uh, is is uh, how far away is that from your from your area in Arizona? Is like a bunch of family going to be able to make it down there to see you got to see you race there to kind of culminate this whole world experience with X Games? Um. Yeah. I mean, my family's been going. They've gone to X Games every year that it's been. Um. Just my mom, dad, my brother. In the in the states. Yeah. Okay. Um. But they'll. Uh, I I think I got a couple cousins that might go to the race and. It should be pretty cool. Um, the X Games events are just cool in general. I mean, you got all the best action sports athletes in one place. They completely take care of the athletes compared to what motorcycle riders are used to. I mean, <laughs> we. Uh, what do you mean I get bottled water? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we're pumped. We go in and they got catered lunch and lunches and dinners and um, any beverage you want. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Man, that is awesome. Yeah, it, I think it, uh, it it goes to show what a little bit of money can do and the fact that we don't have much of it in our industry. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll figure it out, though. I, mean, I think that this is doing wonders. Um, so uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, not that I don't want to talk to you all the time, I just don't want to drunk text you all the time because then, <laughs> then you'll never respond. Nobody wants that. You know, it's like I'm a fun guy, but at the same time, it might get a little annoying. Um, <laughs> but you did fantastic this past weekend. Um, and the pictures of you without your goggles, fantastic. 
And then, of course, Austin White puts up his, ep, his edit today and uh, of you and Mike Brown. And, dude, you were so damn dirty. You were taking all of his roost just head on. So just break down the, 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 the racing in Sacramento for us and just how it went down for you. No, it was cool. I mean, I was, I've been getting frustrated at myself because these first, the two X Games rounds and the LA round, I, just, I didn't do very well or not as well as I wanted to. I mean, I feel like I should be on the podium every time. So uh, I, I won my heat, which was good. And then in the, we had to do our hot laps before the main. I got a good hot lap. I was third fastest behind, uh, I think it was, uh, who was it, Taddy and Haker. And uh, I got a really good jump. There's actually a picture that this guy just posted of me and Brownie just almost a half a bike length out ahead of everybody else off the gate. And then, uh, yeah, him and I just basically – controlled the race from the first turn but i was just right on him and we were going the exact same speed i mean he was (laughs) he was a tiny bit faster than me on half the track and then i was tiny bit faster than him on the other half the track so it was just enough where he would he would pull a bike length or two and then i couldn't it would be just enough where, where i was faster on him i couldn't make up enough time to put a wheel in on him but uh no, it was a fun race. Just every lap through the water and sand, that's where I would catch up to him. It would go, it was firewood, rock pile, water, sand, and that's where I was faster than him. So I'd be like on his rear wheel and, you know, classic brownie style. He'd come into the sand, rev limiter. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it just got too bad where I'd, I'd ditch the goggles and then I was doing the, the head duck every lap. Yep. And I, it was funny because... You know, usually when you're up towards the front of the race, you're not that dirty, but I was by far the dirtiest guy at the end of the race. Oh, no, you were, yeah. Dude, that video of you, I mean, you look like you just got done getting roosted through it, like a cow pasture, like and not a very clean one. Uh, yeah. it, it, everybody else was, I mean, they had mud on them, but you were, like, covered. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> it looked like you just got done doing a mud race, and everybody else was just out there, like, in a dust dust cloud. Yeah, and it, to be honest, like the the water pit really wasn't that bad. I mean, we've had other ones like the one in Brazil. Every time you jumped into it, you'd get like water over the top of your head. Yeah, this it was deep. Like, yeah, this one you didn't really get that wet unless you had brownie right in front of you. <laughs> so was he on his three fifty? Yeah, he was. So if he can roost you like that with a three fifty, does that mean that I should get one? Um, yeah, I think my 250 is pretty, pretty rad though. I was holding this rear wheel the whole time. I think you were too. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to choose sides on my manufacturers. I know that there's a lot of skill that comes down to that. And you guys would definitely come down to beating me probably way more on skill before you would, before it would come down to what kind of bike I was on. So for sure. Um, so I want to know, too, a little bit about the future. Now, we talked about we've got Munich and L.A. coming up with uh, X Games, and then you're going to have the rest of the Enduro Cross, so we're going to have a little bit of break now up until September, which would blow my mind that they're going to have that big of a break, but it seems like we've only got about six races this year in the series, six to eight. Um, uh, yeah, we have we have seven. See, because usually there's eight races, but they include L.A. as one of those rounds. Okay. This year, the, the X Games are completely separate from Enduro Cross series, so... We have um, four X Games rounds and seven Enduro Cross rounds. So yeah, so in reality, the Enduro Cross guys are do the guys that can make it worldwide are doing a lot of Enduro Cross racing. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I did, actually I did not think about it that way, considering the fact that they are completely separate. So they're maybe you know trying to give it a little bit of a break on your on your bank accounts because I don't think it's uh, I've done it. It's not cheap to fly across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I mean hopefully, I mean I think it'd be awesome if we can get this thing big enough to where it's the same as a Supercross or Arena Cross series, and we got sixteen rounds all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it'd be awesome, and it's weird because of the fact that I, actually, you know, I, I I used to race the enduro cross that happened in Oklahoma, um, and I know that they had some in Indiana, um, in Indianapolis, and stuff like that. And it's it's unfortunate that we don't have those anymore. And I don't know if, and and I'm hoping that X Games does for the enduro cross series, you know, a lot like uh, some of the world rounds have done for some of the motocross and supercross, and really kind of help bring in some some guys over to the States because then the series could get a little bit bigger, a little bit more money involved, and they could come back to the East in some of the central rounds because I would love to go out into the amateur program. And I, I mean amateur. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll get my ass handed to me, but I'll have fun doing it. And, I, and it, it's awesome. I just hope that hope it gets bigger and I hope that that can happen again. So any talk about the ISDE for 2013? Yeah, there's definitely some talk. Um it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna go? Maybe that's about it. <laughs> no, uh, Auntie, the team manager asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said yes. I just got to get uh, basically some support from Cowie because it's not just um, we want to go there and win. So I'm not just gonna kind of go there and ride around, you know? Right. Yeah. And you did a really good job last year. So. Um, and last year you were, you know, you kind of had to, you kind of got your deal together at last minute for, you know, Endurocross and everything that Cowie's really helped you with this year. Was there any talk about a possibility of support towards the ISDE at that time um, for 2013? Or is this going to be like a whole nother, maybe a side kind of thing if you can get it? Um, it's kind of a side thing, but it'll, like, my contract only has Endurocross yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, everything else is just kind of side, like see if we can fit into the budget, make it work. Um, so basically right now I'm just trying to get support with biking parts to get over there because I was top American last year. I'd like to go and try yeah. and do that again and do a lot better uh, in my class and overall. They said last year was uh, a little cold, wet, and slippery, and this year it's supposed to be sandy, rocky, and hot. So that is definitely my style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's guys like uh, like you, uh, Kirk Caselli, Mike Brown. I mean, and if if it's anything like a chilly, you know, I don't. I think it's supposed to be rockier than that. Like the sandy parts could be as sandy as like a chilly, um, but the rockier parts could be, you know, definitely like some of the uh, some of the hare and hounds that we've seen, like in the, some of the sections, yeah. like with Bo Cottonin's videos and stuff. So yeah. I think like I think you guys that have done a lot of that West Coast kind of desert racing could do. Fantastic job, and then 2014's in Argentina. Yeah, exactly. So, and obviously, you just said you've been doing a ton of racing down there. So, you could be on the yeah, team for I mean, a while. Yeah, I down <laughs> Argentina. I've been there. Yeah, no, it'd be sweet. I I like it down in Argentina. I've been down there twice already, and the people are awesome down there. But um, yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, it sounds like we're gonna have a pretty awesome team. Um, we I don't know if I'm allowed to say because they haven't made like an official announcement yet. Uh, I mean. It's at this point in time, it is all hearsay, and you are just going ahead and telling us your thoughts on what might be happening. Yeah, I think we uh, we might have a one or two factory motocross riders on the team, um, along with the 
usual top off road guys. I think m- myself and Kurt and and Charlie, and then uh, those are the only guys that I think are for sure. In in a speculative sort of way. Yes. <laughs> I understand completely, and I appreciate you going out on a limb and maybe picking some names out of a hat that you think might get thrown into a hat later on for Auntie to pick out of. It's, yeah, uh, and, and some of the one or two of the motocrossers that may be on the team may have done some off-road races earlier in the year, too. Oh, shit! <laughs> yes, that makes me excited! Because I know at least one right now, and I'm going to go do some research and figure out the other one, but damn it, that's awesome. That's exciting. Okay, well, cool. Well, now, while I have this little bit of momentum, I just want to say thank you to one of the sponsors of Seat Time is Powersport Graphics. Can't thank them enough for the support that they've given to Seat Time. And before people go, oh, it's another commercial. No, it's not just another commercial. It is a way for you to support the supporters of Seat Time. You can get 10% off of any order that you place on the site by using the discount code Seat Time. So S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E saves you 10%. If you want to save 40%, you can go and you can choose the ready-to-ship option. And that's going to that's gonna take away your ability to put in any kind of custom stuff but you get some of their sick, awesome design graphics at 40% off. Order at Eastern Time before 11 a.m. Shows up same day. Awesome, awesome stuff that they've got going over there at RidePG.com, which is Power Sport Graphics. And, of course, Jared Bolton, that little, that little red-headed like, ginger. You know, he works there now. So, that, I mean, why wouldn't you support them, right? So, yeah, go check out RidePG.com. We really, really thank them for their support. Holy crap! I got to get back on this. So, man, 2013 in uh, Italy could be awesome. Damn it. Oh, you, yeah. got, you got me way too excited now, Taylor. I mean, like the spe- even the speculation in my own mind is just off the charts right now. It's just insane. <laughs> it's so cool. So what kind of preparation are you going to do for, you know, an event like that? Like, you know, where – you're kind of going over there. You know a bit what the terrain's going to be like. Is there anything specific that you're going to practice on, or that you would practice on for that kind of riding, or are you going to, you know, you just know your program works, and you're going to stick to what you, you know, know is your program. You know, I, I just kind of going to do my program. Um, I, that's going to be pretty, pretty heavily into where the Endurocross series is starting back up. So I'm definitely going to be doing some endurocross practice but the good thing about endurocross is when i do that you're practicing sometimes i do one lap sprints sometimes i do five lap sprints sometimes i do 10 lap motos where all of those could be like the length of a special test you know mm-hmm. a minute to five minutes to 10 minutes yep. so so my trying to get my sprint speed is basically what isd is about because you're not riding you're not doing hour-long motos correct um and then other than that, I might I might go hit up my gnarly sand track and ride some of the trails out from my house that are pretty rocky. I got uh, me and my neighbor, um, who's a trials rider, I've been getting him into dirt bikes, so we've been going out and we've been making these trails in these ravines, um, kind of like King of Motos slash Last Dog Standing type stuff. And we actually got a pretty good loop now that is, uh, it's got like four different parts and go out and practice that a lot. That's more for like the technical side of things. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. I love a lot of that rocky playing around stuff. Now, granted, 
I would never want to race like a King of Motos or 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 feel like I I needed to try to race on it or like uh, like a Erzberg type stuff. Um, but man, when you get out like on a trials bike or whatever, I've seen some cool pictures of you on your trials bike too. Uh, that is just so much fun when you get out with guys that are a little bit better than you. In in my case, you would be just a shit ton better than me. So obviously, <laughs> I would be challenged the entire time. But when you kind of like. Somebody finds one rock that they can do something, and it kind of make it a little bit different. So then it kind of pushes the other person, and then like all of a sudden, three hours has passed, and you didn't even realize that you were training when you were just having fun challenging each other, by just you know kicking ass and being awesome. Yeah, no, that's one thing I love about trials, and uh, that's why I've been doing it a lot. Luckily, I, I got a guy that um, can pretty much ride with me at any time, um, and. He's, his house, I can actually see it from my house. Our backyards face each other. So my Endurocross track is in between my house and his. And then on the side of his house, we have been building a trials playground. And then we can also ride to the, these insane rocks from our house. And he used to ride the, the pro class in trials. So he's like that guy that's either just a little bit or a lot better than me. But right. it's, cool. <laughs> it's cool because he can, uh, he can show me and kind of teach me the techniques and it's riding trials is always more fun when you have somebody to ride with anyway because when you go do something really cool by yourself you don't have anybody to show off to yeah that's damn it that's true i need to start riding with people again so i can show them all my cool skills yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate because it's not gonna happen so um obviously we, we can't say thank you enough for your time um some of the stuff that's going to be coming up uh this coming weekend We've got uh, the GNCC, so Mountaineer Run, uh, and then of course they're gonna—that's round eight, and they're gonna have round nine before the summer kind of kicks off for them, or their summer break, if you will. Um, so Caleb Russell really doing a good job this past weekend at the Penton, or the the previous weekend at the Penton, um, you know, kind of knocking down Charlie Mullins' point lead a little bit, seeing if he can do that again. It's like 14 points behind XC2. Uh, Grant Baylor's taking over. Jason Thomas, Andrew DeLong. Uh, DeLong's been hurt a little bit. It seems like I'm hoping that he comes back because that blood in the water. If that dude finds it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be righteous when he comes back and starts racing. Have you been able to watch either any of the the TV shows or any of the videos that have been up, um, Robert, about the uh, with the GNCC going on? Yeah, I've just um, I've been watching like the you know the the post race videos they put up, like the recap videos yeah. and and Josh Strang's little race reports and Caleb's helmet cams and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of I have an idea what's going on over there, and obviously Caleb and Charlie are just killing it, which uh, just get you a little bit more excited. I heard that that Caleb kid might be interested in doing ISD this year. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to start selling some bodily organs or something to start putting together plane ticket money. This is this is gonna be fantastic. Um. That's really exciting, actually. So yeah, no, the GNCCs are really good. Obviously, with Mullins and Russell, they're, they're just they're battling it out. We got guys like Thad Duvall that are in Strang. You know, they're really, really pushing and really trying hard, um, and they're doing a fantastic job with, you know, Strang on a completely privateer effort with uh, Rocky Mountain ATV, and then you know Thad Duvall and his Honda deal. Um, it, it's not full privateer, but it's kind of close. Um, I mean, there's, everybody's just pushing it. It's it's so cool to see XE2. Just, the racing's fantastic, and I, I love that kind of stuff. I don't know if I could make it three hours, but it's not all about me. It's about them. TCCRA this coming weekend in Texas, the summer party. I was excited because I was like, ooh, sweet, mini bike races and chug contest. It's not. It's family-oriented, but you know what? After the family-oriented stuff, come find me. 
We'll make it a different kind of summer party. That's what I'm talking about. So it's TCCR this week in uh, in Texas, May Pearl, May Pearl, Texas, right? Yeah. All right, May Pearl, Texas. So, um, episode 88. Do you believe it, Taylor? 88 episodes. Nice. That's it's, pretty impressive. I don't. It's either impressive or ridiculous. I don't really know. Somebody, somebody kept you around that long. It's just because of the fact that I keep doing it. I don't know if anybody's watching. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we really appreciate your time. For those of you who have no idea what's going on, this is Seat Time. SeatTime.co is where you can find us. That's our website where we archive all of this kind of information. Of course, we have links to Stitcher and to iTunes, where, of course, if you just want to listen to the audio versions, you can get that there. The video version is on YouTube. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash SeatTime. And then we're on Twitter as well, Twitter.com slash SeatTime underscore CO. We're on Instagram. It's just old seat time. I mean, geez, that is a lot of information. Taylor Robert, where are you available at on the internet? Um, I'm available in person if you want to come out and hang out in the heat. I do. Well, I mean, if, it, if it's your heat, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys have terrible heat when it gets humid. Yeah. At least mine's, at least mine's just dry. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's, pretty ter- it's already terrible, so... <laughs> So, so we get to come hang out at your house? Is that what you're? Was that an invitation? I don't know what. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna take it as one. So I'm sorry, but I'm showing up. Yeah, come on. Yes. Come on out and ride. Be like, this is what a professional trials rider looks like, and a professional enduro cross rider sit on the sidelines and watch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it is funny when you when you ride trials with people that are better than you, especially if you haven't really ridden trials that much. You don't really end up riding because you're just in awe. You're just like watching the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately know that feeling. All too well. <laughs> but uh, so uh, you're on Twitter and you got like Facebook and all that kinds of stuff. Where can people find you out there? Yeah, Taylor underscore Robert 33 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Just type in my name, Taylor Robert. Don't put an S on the end of it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll probably find me. I have, uh, I have an athlete page on there because I reached my 5,000 friend. 5,000 friend limit. Look at you. And then... Uh, Going worldwide's done no, numerous things for you, hasn't it? My uh, my website's trobert33.com. Nice. Well, all right. He's all over the internet, folks. You can find him everywhere. Make sure you follow him. Again, we had Brad Bakken on earlier. He's on Twitter. You can search for him. You can find him on Facebook. And you can uh, friend him all over the place and just uh, you know get, get, get dirty with it, I guess. I don't know. You get your internet. Do what the hell you want with it. But uh, this has been Sea Time, and if nothing else, always remember to enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you next Tuesday, folks, live, 8 p.m. SeaTime.co slash live. Thank you, Taylor Robert! See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>